my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, for the month of November, I am covering the series Michelle and Friends. The first episode I'm going to be covering is Season 6, Episode 2, The Long Goodbye. This episode aired September 29th, 1992. This episode is almost 30 years old, guys. Wow. All right, so in this episode, Michelle and Danny both mourn their long-distance relationships. So, yes, they're referring to the fact. You know what? Let me read the DVD case. I'm trying to get back into that. Okay. Absence makes the heart grow a whole lot fonder. Danny and Michelle feel the pangs of long-distance love. Okay, that is semi-correct. First of all, Michelle and Teddy are friends. They're not boyfriend-girlfriend. Danny is the one that's dealing with the long-distance and longing of love. With his girlfriend, Vicky. She lives in Chicago. He's in San Francisco. And they're doing the long-distance relationship thing. She'll fly out a couple times a month. He'll fly out to Chicago. And that's how they're doing their best to make the relationship work. And and the thing is with that, it's like, yes, long-distance relationships can work. They're hard. you got to work at it. But in the long run... I'd say it's worth it. If two people are meant to be together, they'll find a way. Of course, in this episode. So, Teddy first popped on the screen in Season 5, Episode 1, Double Trouble. So, we've been with Teddy for over a season. And if you think about it, that's really Michelle's best friend. Sure, we've seen Aaron prior to, but he was not her friend. Even, you know, we'll get to that. Okay, so, Teddy's got some bad news. Turns out, he's moving to Amarillo, Texas. And that comes as a shock to Michelle. And the fact that, you know, Michelle keeps pushing him, like, what's your secret? What's your secret? Tell me, tell me, tell me. And he finally says, I'm moving. And she thinks he like, just moving houses, like, down the street or something like that. Like, oh, you got a new house down the street? Oh, that's not a big deal. He's like, no, we're moving to Texas, to Amarillo. And she tells him, but you can't leave. And he says, I can't really, I don't have a say. I mean, my dad got a new job. And it's just, oh, my goodness. It's just... I feel for Michelle because this is, like, literally the childhood story of my life. It seemed like every single year I made one really good friend, 
and then they would move away. Now, they wouldn't necessarily move out of the state, but they would move to the point where they're going to another school, and we just don't see each other. We lose contact with each other. I'm going to get more into that later. So, yeah, Michelle is dealing with that. You know, she's heartbroken. That's her buddy. But, you know, and I don't want to spoil it, there's a, a pot at the end of that rainbow. There's a there's a rainbow at the end of that stormy cloud. All right, so this episode does have a 6.9 out of 10 based on 216 ratings. We do have guest stars. Well, I guess Teddy and Vicky. Uh, Taj Mowry and Gail Edwards would be kind of considered guest stars. We have Denise Frazier, Denise's introduction here. Spoiler at the end of the episode. We have Karen Maruyama as Mrs. Knotts, Michelle and Teddy and Denise's teacher. This episode was directed by the creator of Full House, Jeff Franklin himself, and writer Jeff Franklin. So Jeff directed and wrote this episode. All right, let's see. We got any trivia? We do. This is the last up here. Oh my goodness, that's right! This is the last appearance of Michelle's favorite stuffed pig, Pinky, that she gives to Teddy as a goodbye gift. Yeah, because he gives her furry Murray, and on occasion in later seasons, like seven and eight, you see furry Murray along with her other stuffed animals. I remember that. Okay, we got a goof. When Teddy first comes, comes into the door... Part of left suspender sticks out over the strap of his backpack. The next shot, the suspenders are neatly tucked under the straps. This person has got an eagle eye, I'm telling you. I mean, I'm guessing that could be, maybe this person is referring to the show Family Matters. I don't know. I did do an episode of Family Matters back in February for Black History Month. Fight the good fight. If I do another episode of Family Matters, which I really don't think... I watched Family Matters here and there growing up. But anything past maybe season two or three, I wouldn't have watched. Unless it was one of those catch the special episode because it has to do with an important you know, topic. So, <clears throat> another thing I, I kind of, well, two things actually in this review I do want to bring up. The whole, I feel that she could stay on topic and not get so distracted. I'm going to say right now, that's just my personality when it comes to not only podcasting, but in real life, that's just how I am. So, I... I'm going to apologize that you had to put that in the review, you know, to each their own. I don't know what to tell you. There are, I'm not saying go listen to another Full House podcast, but um, I'm just going to keep being me and keep doing what I'm doing, and yeah. Uh, another thing, not interrupt the recordings. Guys, look, I'm, I'm playing these clips because I enjoy the show and everything take the clips out if you want but I can't see you guys wanting that so if I I don't know so 
yeah, it is, it's just going to say, you know, this is just someone's, you know, gripes, basically, but I do appreciate the review, and I, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm harping on it, but, uh, yeah, you know, everyone's allowed the criticisms, and I'm allowed to say my own opinion on those criticisms, so, yeah, thank you again, of course, for leaving the review, and to each their own with their own opinion. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, so the other episodes I'm going to be covering in the Michelle and Friends series also are going to be from Season 7 to Be Your Own Best Friend. Teddy moves back to California, San Francisco, from Amarillo, Texas after, what, a year? <laughs> and, of course, Michelle's a Dilemma, the class project is the Friend Project. Well, she's already with Denise. She's got a new bestie. Whether she and Teddy stayed in contact writing letters to each other over the years, over the years, he's been gone like a year if that. Um, yeah. We know how easy it is to kind of wind up not staying in touch. Like, remember when Michelle was into, you know, her Becky's nephew, Howie, like she's obsessed with this kid. Because he was there for one night. Totally infatuated. He moves. Goes home. Moves. He goes back home to Nebraska. Comes back in season four. So it's been a rough, you know, it's been two years. You know, because they're not keeping up, what is she going to do? Call him on the phone? I mean, Becky and Connie could have been, like, exchanging videotapes of them talking to each other or something. And anyway, in the wedding episode in season four, she has no idea who this kid is. Not to mention in the second season, how he was played by two short, blonde-haired little girls, twin girls. In season four, how he comes back, he's got dark brown hair and a crazy pre-Billy Cyrus mullet going on. <laughs> So she she doesn't remember him. It's like, yeah, sometimes, you know, life happens in the course of two years. She's grown up a little bit. She's not going to remember every single thing. You know, she had one encounter with Howie and then, yeah, so. All right. That is going to be be, my, be your own best friend. And then in season eight, we get I Got a Secret, where Michelle, Derek, Lisa and Aaron all form a super secret mutant kid club, you know, with, you know, the headbands, Mighty Morphin Super Kids or whatever. It's like a play on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So, yeah, they form this fun little kid group, probably based on a TV, because there's, like, action figures, super for fortress that they're trying, it's like a Lego set, and they're trying to get it, it's very expensive, it sold out all around town, but anyway, I'm get, um, getting ahead of myself, those are going to be the three episodes for November. If you haven't yet, check out my 2022-2023 podcast schedule that's going to give you all the episodes I'm covering from September 2022 all the way through December of 2023. 
Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Sometimes things happen. Life gets in the way. I might change something up here and there and flip-flop some double features or series. It just, it happens. Things happen. All right. So, before I officially get into the podcast, I want to let any of you Tanner newbies jumping aboard the podcast train. I want to say welcome. Thank you for choosing this podcast. I want to let you know how things roll. Now, unlike other Full House podcasts out there, this is a clean podcast meant for ears of all ages. There are at least one that I know of, another clean Full House podcast called What's This Full House? She is going through the episodes chronologically in order of air date. I believe she's she may already be into season two at this point. Me, however, I I like to jump around. I like that's why I like to do series of episodes based on characters or theme. So, yeah. All right. Also, if you want to share your full house memories on the podcast, there are many ways to do that. You can go on the Facebook page. You can message me. Your favorite episodes, favorite characters, those that you related to growing up. Maybe you relate more to the characters on Fuller House now that the girls are grown. Yeah, also give your thoughts on Fuller House. What did you you think of it overall? Do you wish that the show had went on past season five? I know I sure did. Also, if you want to send an email, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And... If you would like to share your support for the podcast, you can go to iTunes, type in Full House or Fuller House. The Elmay Lanto Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up and scroll down and leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans, new and old, like yourselves. All right, without further ado, let's jump into the cold open of this episode. So we have the cold open in the living room. Joey's on the couch with the twins, Nikki and Alex. That are, they're both probably around two at the time. And he's got this cool-looking bubble machine, like, a little bubble machine gun, and he's, like, blowing it at them, and the kids just love it. Michelle, of course, being six, is all like, I'm too old for bubbles. Like, girl, you're six. You're not too old for anything. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not a bubble gun. It's actually just a, a double bubble wand. And he blows them right in her face, of course. And she's, like, trying to risk, like, like, oh, it's not working. He's like, all right, let me try again. Again, blows the bubbles in her face. He's like, oh, I can't resist. And she just starts, like, batting at the bubbles. And I'm like, see, you're not too old, girl. What are you talking about? There's the bubble gun. So he's got, like, some bubble mix in a cereal bowl with the the double bubble wand. And then he's got the little bubble gun. That is, ah, I would have loved something like that as a kid. Oh, it's called the Bubble Master. 
So we get a shot of Nikki and Alex. They're just kind of standing there watching. And you can definitely tell <clears throat> a difference, you know, not just their outfits. Because one is wearing yellow overalls with a red strap and a blue, uh, green strap. The other one's wearing red overalls with a yellow, uh, strap and green one. But the thing is their hair. One of the twins I've always noticed the way their hair kind of like folds like under kind of with not just like the bangs being curled under, but also kind of how it kind of they turn inward and then kind of frame the face. Where the other twin, the way that his hair kind of falls, it does definitely look shorter. So it's like, okay, you can kind of... And it just seems like the the one twin where the hair always kind of frames the face, you know, at least the top half of his face and his bangs. Going forward, it seems like his hair is always like that. And where the other one, his hair just kind of, uh, you know, falls more straighter <laughs> I just think this is cute he's like oh you're tough not to crack as he pulls out the bubble gun and she's just like arms folded like she's going, mm -mm, mm -mm, I'm not gonna give in she's like oh I can't take it anymore and she starts batting at the bubbles he's like I knew I'd get you I knew I'd get you <laughs> oh just so sweet just so sweet like, girl, you are not too old for anything. You're not too old for bubbles. Come on. You're telling me a grown adult wouldn't be having fun with that? I know I would. Bubbles, yeah. Here we go. Bubbles, yeah. Here we go. Hey, Michelle, check out your cousins. These guys love to play with bubbles. That's because they're still babies. <laughs> oh, really? so you don't play with bubbles anymore, huh? I'm too old for that. No. Oh, well, we'll just see about that. <laughs> Whoa, you are a tough one. This is definitely a job for the Bubble Master. All right, so it's breakfast time here, and Joey is yelling up to Michelle to say, Michelle, get down here, your breakfast is ready. And she says, and you can hear in the clip, it does sound like her voice is, like, echoey. Like, there's an echo. Like, she's standing in an empty room. I'm busy. <laughs> and Joey's like, oh, your oatmeal's getting cold, your bacon's gonna get congealed, and your waffle's gonna taste like a roofing tile. Ooh. Apparently, Stephanie lost her appetite, because she's like, that'll, that'll bring her running. Ugh. Danny's got a little TV, and he's, like, sitting at the kitchen table with it. And he's like, can you guys, like, quiet down? Vicky's doing a live report on Good Morning America. Like, Danny, just take the little TV into the living room. Or you can crank up the volume as loud as it'll go. He says it's the first time he's seen her in over a month. Oh, wow. I mean, it's not like he can't talk to her on the phone. Granted, that's not the same thing as actually, you know, being able to see someone in person and hold them and 
embrace them and all that stuff. Point where, yeah, it's long distance, so he's taking what basically whatever he can get. It's just her appearance on television. And DJ even says, hey, Dad, do you want us to leave the kitchen so you can snuggle up to the TV? And Danny looks up at her and says, don't think I haven't thought about that, as he puts his arms around the t little TV there. And Danny looked at Joey and says, you know, a man in a long-distance relationship can get pretty desperate. Well, that's why you try to, you know, have other interests that you can focus on, too. And otherwise, you're just going to be sitting there like a lump, just missing your person. Joey makes a joke and <laughs> says, hey, maybe we can double date with my VCR. So now we go over to Jesse, Becky, and the twins, who the boys are sitting in their high chairs. Jesse made them oatmeal and pureed prunes. I, do, do they need prunes? You know, I'm sure they're dietary, unless they need it. You never know. Sometimes, you know, there could be issues and you need the prunes to, for the release. I, I don't know, but... He swears by this recipe, or his Jesse's ancestors do. <laughs> he says his grandfather, Katsopoulos, used to swear by it. So is he referring to Papuli then? He must be. So he sits oatmeal down in front of the boys. Nikki, of course, takes a spoon, and you don't see it because it's done by someone off camera. Hitting Jesse in the face with oatmeal. And Jesse looks up at Becky and says, Hey, at least I missed my new shirt. Blam! Right on the front of it. <laughs> oatmeal all over. Why would you wear a new shirt when you're feeding your kids oatmeal? Especially if they're just learning how to use a spoon. And oatmeal is very... I actually had oatmeal today. I had uh, the cookies and cream oatmeal that's new. It was actually quite good. So, Becky ties the... <laughs> little bib around Jesse's neck. I'm like, it doesn't matter now because his shirt's ruined. But we know Danny's got a bunch of different stain removers that Jesse, I mean, and it's a white shirt. So yeah, that stain is, you need to get that in the wash before it sets. The bib says, I love my daddy. And <laughs> the audience apparently just loves this because they're hooting and clapping and applauding and going crazy. So, Danny draws everyone in. Like, guys, guys, come here. This is it. She's going to give me, she's going to sign to me her secret hello sign. And they're all like, oh, okay, let's all go over here and watch. Otherwise, Danny won't uh, stop talking about this. Let's just humor him. Everyone, Jesse and Joey and DJ and Stephanie... Yeah, she, like, scratches, like, the takes the back of her finger just above her eyebrow and just does a little, like, swipe. <laughs> like a little scratch. And Danny's just like, yes, yes, did you see it? Did you see it? Like, yes, Danny, we saw it. <laughs> I don't know, the look on TJ and Stephanie's face is just like, because Danny's like, that was it. She scratched her eyebrow. And DJ, like, rolls her eyes, and 
Stephanie's like, okay, Dad. <laughs> yeah, Jesse and DJ Stephanie get back to their real lives. <laughs> like, okay, are we done here? Thank you. And <laughs> I love Joey because he, like, dabs his forehead with a napkin and says, was it good for you, Danny? <laughs> it looks over at Joey and says, as good as it gets. Hey, you, you take what you can get, man. That's, that's what you do. And I'm not speaking from experience. I've not been in a long-distance relationship, but I imagine. And, guys, again, this is the 90s. I mean, it's not like they're texting or FaceTiming or Snapchatting or whatevering. They're not doing any of that. All they have is her appearances on television and an occasional phone call, because we know in the 90s, long distance was cray, cray expensive. I know from personal experience. I never called anyone out of state. Just calling someone in another city that had a different area code was extremely expensive. Michelle, your breakfast is getting cold. I'm busy. Okay, the fat on your bacon's all congealed and your waffle's gonna taste like a roofing tile. That should bring her running. Can you guys please hold it down? Vicky's doing a live report on Good Morning America. It's the first time I've seen her in over a month. Dad, do you want us to leave so you can snuggle up to the TV? I don't think I haven't thought about that. You know, a man in a long-distance relationship can get pretty darn desperate. Maybe we can double date with my VCR. <laughs> Check it out, Beck. I made my own special blend. Oatmeal and pureed prunes. Who's dipping oatmeal? My grandpa Katsopoulos used to swear by it. All right, boys, here you go. That's it. Okay, grab the spoon, Nikki. Good boy. You're going to love this. <laughs> well, at least you missed my new shirt. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I see the problem. This is it. She's finishing a report, and she's going to flash me our secret hello. Here it comes. Here it comes. This is Vicki Larson, live from Chicago. Yes, yes, that was it! She scratched her eyebrow. Boy, was it good for you, Danny? As good as it gets. So Julie gets up again yelling for Michelle. Michelle, how many times do I tell gotta tell you? You need to get down here and eat your breakfast. And she's I'm busy. So Jesse gets up and it's like, Joey, 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 look, as a father myself, let me show you how it's done. You don't ask a child. You tell them. You order them. So he goes over. Michelle, you get your tardy little tush down here now. And Michelle says, I'm still busy. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, let's watch the Masters. <laughs> hey, look who it is. Steve and Kimmy are coming in the door. Oh, protect your waffles. Steve's coming in with a big appetite. I think um, that Stephanie's going to be in the running of worst outfit of the episode just due to that really, like, gauzy type material bow on her head. It's just really ugly. 
And she says, oh, DJ, your boyfriend's here. Look what he dragged in. Because Kimmy is trailing behind Steve. And Kimmy comes over to the table and she says, look at all of this happy family just sitting down having breakfast together. You guys have family values coming out the wazoo. And I remember this line specifically because sometimes they would do promos with, you know, little clips, bits cut into it. This was one of them. I don't have to look and see if I can find any Full House promos. So Becky and Jesse get the twins out of their high chairs to take them upstairs. And Becky says, come on, Jesse, I hope you get cleaned up before before I head for work. He's like, oh, well, no, I can take care of the boys. And she says, I wasn't talking about them. And she takes by her thumb and forefinger the sleeve of his shirt, trying to stay away from that oatmeal stain. Because she's dressed for work. Last thing you want to do is get her outfit dirty. And then she'd have to go and change. So now we go back over to the breakfast table, and Steve is <laughs> criticizing the taste of that waffle. He's like, oh, this waffle is brutal. It tastes like a roofing towel tile. Well, the thing is, he's just eating a plain, which, I mean, I do that too with the chocolate chip waffles, the egg and waffles on occasion. I'll pop them in the toaster, but I ain't going to put syrup in everything. I'll just eat them as they are. But I'm like, I'm sure that if those waffles have been sitting there, they probably, they're cold. They probably are hard. But apparently he's still eating it. Because <laughs> Danny just looks at Steve and says, apparently that's not a problem for you, is it? Danny cannot get over the fight. It's like, that's her boyfriend. He's coming around. They go to the same school. He's taking her to school. Because Danny's like, Steve, you know, I'm noticing a trend here. It seems like, you know, am I, I'm under the impression that I'm going to be seeing you on, like, a daily basis. It's like, well, he is your daughter's boyfriend. They go to the same school, which starts at the same time. So clearly it's like, hey, I'm here. I'll take you and your friend to school because that's just the nice guy that I am. Your daughter's dating him. He's clearly going to make appearances. I mean, unless he's jealous because DJ gets to see her boyfriend on a daily basis and Danny only gets to see Vicky on television or, like, once a month. And Kimmy says, yeah, as long as DJ can keep her hooks in him. And DJ folds one of these toaster waffles in half and shoves it right into Kimmy's mouth. So on his way out, Steve takes probably another waffle and the carton of milk. I'm sure they got a whole fridge full of milk. I mean, we got, like, ten people living in that house. So, yeah. <laughs> Looks at Joey and says, maybe we should put in a drive through window. <laughs> the phone rings and it's Vicky, of course. She's like, yeah, yeah, of course I saw the scratch. He's, of course I see, saw the signal. And as he takes his suit jacket to go into the living room, to continue the conversation with Vicky. He's like, yeah, who who knew that one little scratch could say so much? Aw. See, they're still they're talking. I know it's not the same thing as seeing each other face-to-face -face and being in the same room, but... Okay, Michelle, how many times do I have to tell you to get down here? Joseph, if you want a kid to do something, you don't ask questions. You give orders. Watch and learn. 
Michelle, you get your tiny little tush down here right now. Okay. Tell you, I love learning from a master. DJ, your boyfriend's here. Look what he dragged in. Look at all these happy people sitting down to breakfast together. You guys have family values coming out the wazoo. So nicely put, Kimmy. Oh, my best. I'll help you clean up before I go to work. Come on, Beck. I can take care of the boys. I wasn't talking about them. <laughs> Oh, brutal. This waffle tastes like a roofing tile. Well, obviously, that's not a bad thing, is it? Steve, I, I kind of see a trend developing here. Do I have to assume I'm going to be seeing you on a daily basis? Yeah, as long as DJ can keep her hooks in him. <laughs> I have to go. Maybe we should put in a drive through window. <laughs> Joey opens the door and Teddy's there. He's like, hey, Teddy, what's new in the first grade? And I love Teddy's response. He says, everything. <laughs> okay, I'm curious to know what Michelle's been doing this whole time, that she's been busy through breakfast and Joey goes up and, well, he doesn't go up there. You probably shouldn't. Like, what are you doing up there? Because he stands at the bottom of the stairs in the kitchen and says, Michelle, now come on, get down here now. And she says, I'm bit. <laughs> and Joey says, Teddy's here. And then she tells him, I'm coming. Like, oh my gosh. I, I'm curious, like what? I thought she was like in the, seeing in the front of the mirror, fixing her hair, coloring, something. Okay, she came down those stairs like she was, like, right in that little, uh, like, if you go up these little set of st stairs, like, she was right in the, just above the stairwell. Because she, I mean, if she were in her room, she would have, it would have taken her a bit. I mean, was she there the whole time? Because when she was saying, I'm busy, she's, it's like she's standing at the top of the stairs. So she asks him what he brought for lunch today. He says a peanut butter sandwich. She tells him, well, I got jelly. And she says, when we get to school, we'll smush them together. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Teddy says, when we get to school, we'll smush them together. There you go. They both say, all right. Uh, it just, uh, I, I love Teddy and Michelle together. You know, they had their ups and downs of, you know, when Aaron try to take Teddy away and say that girls are gross and if you like girls, I'll tell everyone at school you're a girl lover. And, uh, that just made me support kid. And now, she, even though she's only been friends with him for like a year, I just, I feel bad that she has to go through this and lose a best friend. It's not like he's moving to another city in the same state or anything. Where she could, you know, her dad or somebody could drive her there. No, he's moving to another state entirely. 
Joey, as he's helping Michelle put on her coat and backpack, asks Teddy if he wants to come with the family on Saturday to go to Happy Mountain because they're going to open the Wonder Flow, which I, sounds like a water ride to me. And he just says, I can't, sorry. Hey, he's pretty psyched. Wow, the Wonder Flow! Awesome! Oh, I'm sorry, I can't. Oh, poor guy. And Michelle's curious. Like, well, why not? You know, maybe he's busy. Maybe he's going somewhere. And he tells her, I, I can't say it's a secret. Oh. Joey's like, all right, so he's going to take them to school. And he hands Michelle a banana saying, okay, breakfast on the go. You're telling me, Joey, that you think Michelle is going to be able to get through until 11 o'clock or noon on just a banana? Give her something else. Anything. Like a banana in, like, one of those breakfast bars. They must have existed back then. So Michelle's dying to know what the secret is. She says, if you tell me your secret, I'll give you this banana. And Joey, who's holding the door open for them to go through, says, Michelle, look, Teddy just told you he can't, okay? So you need to respect that. And she says, I do. She don't think she knows what the word respect means. But then she's like, please tell me your secret. Please, please, please. And I'm thinking, part of me is wondering, like, was Teddy just never going to tell her or wait to the day that the moving truck is in his driveway filled with stuff and just saying, Michelle, I'm moving to Amarillo, Texas. Or was he going to wait until he got down to Texas to just make a long-distance phone call and say, Michelle, I'm living in Texas now. Or was she going to go to his house, knock on the door, and find a completely different family there? I just honestly wonder, was he not going to tell her or wait to the day of? I don't, because it's not like, oh, willy-nilly, just the dad decided that day that he's accepting a job. Or, I mean... I don't think so. I kind of wonder how long Teddy actually knew about this. Or maybe it was just kind of up in the... Maybe he knew, like, his dad was getting a new job, but he maybe he thought it was still somewhere in California. Or if they're still going to be in the same house. And him finding out that it's going to be in a whole other state. Hey, Teddy, what's new in the first grade? Everything. <laughs> Come on in. Michelle... Now, come on, you get down here right now. I'm busy. Teddy's here. I'm coming. <laughs> Hi, Teddy. What did you bring for lunch today? A peanut butter sandwich. What do you have? Jelly sandwich. When we get to school, we'll smush them together. All right. <laughs> okay, come here, Michelle. Here. Hey, Teddy, you want to come with us to Happy Mountain on Saturday? That's the day they opened the Wonder Flume. The Wonder Flume? Oh, it's the Wonder Flume. Sorry, but I can't. Why not? It's a secret. Okay, come on, you guys. Let's go. We're going to be like, here you go. Breakfast on the go. Let's go. you got to tell me your secret. I'll give you my banana. Michelle, Teddy just told you that he can't, okay? you got to respect that. I do. Please, please tell me your secret. Becky's in the living room with Nikki and Alex, and she has a little 
you know, doll with a stuffed dress, with a stuffed dress, with a red dress on it. And she's asking the boys, like, oh, where's the baby's belly button? And they're pointing, and she can go, oh, good. Jesse, of course, does not like the idea of his two-year-old twin boys playing with girl, with girl, with dolls. And he's like, what are they doing? And she's like, oh, well, that's baby love button, I believe. Michelle had given it to the boys. And she sees nothing wrong with it. She thinks it's very healthy. You know, that the boys are, I guess, what, not bound by genderistic toys? I, I don't know. I don't know. But Jesse, of course, raised by his father who feels like, no, boys, don't play with that, though girl toys like Barbies and all that stuff. They play with trucks and footballs and baseballs and soccer balls and you know action figures and stuff like that. That is the biggest longest coffee table I have ever and it looks like they're at it from the corner well, you'd think because that chair is right by the fireplace, and that would be technically the corner of the coffee table, but it looks like maybe it's just turned sideways. Yeah, the coffee table it has been turned sideways. Gotcha. So, oh, she's still waiting to, what is she, who is she waiting for? I guess, I mean, I can imagine her and Danny would both drive in together because they live in the same house. So, and she's just waiting for Jessie to get downstairs so she can leave for work. Because she's not just going to leave the twins right there by themselves. So, he comes down the stairs and sees, in his eyes, that his sons are having an excellent hair day. As he touches their adorable blonde locks. Like, my boys, you're having such a great hair day. Oh, I'm pretty sure you've made that statement before. We are not cutting their hair. Duly noted, Jesse. I'm sure that you've even written up a contract for Becky to sign saying that the boys will never cut their hair until we get to Fuller House when the boys are like in their early 20s and their hair is short. Now is when he actually realizes there's a doll on the coffee table and the boys are they're not really playing with it per se. They're just kind of standing in front of it. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, that's baby love button. Oh, baby love button. Mm-hmm. Great. Oh, Michelle gave that to them? That's great. Okay, boys, give the doll to me. And Becky, the way she words this, she says, Jess, you don't have some prehistoric concern or problem with dolls, right? And I'm sure he doesn't in regards to Michelle playing with the doll, but the idea of his boys playing with it, it just is... And he's like, I mean, this thing could be dangerous. I mean, look at this hair. It's totally flammable. Like, she just kind of gives him a look like, give them the doll. He's like, yeah, I'll give the doll up. Thank you. If those kids were older, they'd probably ask, well, why can't we play with the doll? Like, what's wrong with us playing with the doll? And then they probably wouldn't want to play any more with it because Jesse would make them feel guilty like just I don't know they're two they're not thinking that far ahead Danny apparently had to go change his tie and the rest of his clothes 
yeah, when J- Danny comes down the stairs, he's tying his tie, and Becky tells him, Danny, you changed all your, all your clothes. Why? Vicky said that she is going to be coming in for three days, and Danny just wants to look good. He says that he was wearing the tie, the same exact tie from the last time that he saw her. And he's like, once I changed the tie, the shirt wasn't right. And then oh, it just snowballed from there. Danny asks, how do I look? And Jesse tells him, under-medicated. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you guys are going to be late for work. I don't know how far away the, their job is, but she grabs Danny as he heads over to the fireplace to look in the mirror. She's like, you look radiant. Let's go. Becky leaves because she kisses the boys and Jesse says, hey, don't I get a kiss? And Danny just kisses him on the cheek and Jesse's like, wah! So now that Becky's out of the house, Jesse turns to the boys like, all right, mommy's gone. We gotta set some new uh, ground rules, some new, some new house rules. And Katsopolis meant do not, I repeat, do not play with dolls. Capiche? And he's like, come on, boys, come outside and I'll show you how to lube up my Harley. Like they wanted to. I wouldn't be having those two babies around a vehicle like that. Especially if it's running with the exhaust and how hot the tailpipe gets. Mm, no. So the boys aren't taking the bait. They're playing with, well, one of them is playing with a doll's hair. I'm surprised he's not, like, swinging it around by that braid. <laughs> So he's like, okay, okay. You don't want to do that. That's fine. Play with the doll. And he sits down on the front steps and says, you boys got a nap sometime. Where's the baby's belly button? Where's the belly button? You know what? You guys be good while I'm at work, okay? Jess, come on. I'm going to be late. Okay. Second team's here. Just call me Mr. Monk. Boys, I'm so proud. You guys are having a great hair day, my boy. <laughs> we are not cutting your hair. Hey, Goober, Gomer. What are you guys doing with a doll? Oh, Michelle gave it to him. It's Baby Love Button. Baby Love Button. Isn't that cute? Fork the doll over, guys. Hey, Jess, you don't have some prehistoric idea that boys shouldn't play with dolls. Me? No, no. It's just that, uh, I don't know, you know, this thing could be dangerous. I mean, look at this hair. I mean, it's, it's, it's extremely flammable. One match, boom, the whole thing. I'll give the doll back. Hey, Danny, you changed clothes. Oh, I had to. Vicky called and told me she's coming in for three whole days, and then I realized I was wearing the same exact tie that I had on last time I saw her. And then after I changed the tie, shirt wasn't right. And then, <laughs> just snowballed from there. So, how do I look? Under Medicaid. <laughs> Very funny. You look radiant. Come on, let's go. My boys. Hey, don't I get a kiss? Sure. Toodaloo. Ah! <laughs> All right, guys. Mommy's gone. We gotta set some new ground rules around here. That's right. Katsopolis men do not, I repeat, do not play with dolls. All right? Now come on outside, guys. I'll teach you how to lube up my Harley. <laughs> Play with the doll now. But this isn't over. You guys have to nap sometime. 
now we're in we're in school with Michelle and Teddy, and I love her teacher. It's such a sweetheart. She goes over to look at Michelle's paper. The kids are learning how to print their letters. She notices something's wrong with Michelle's eye. Well, her the letter I that she's. Oh, are you missing something for the from the letter I? And Michelle says, "Oh yeah, I saved the dots for last." And I love how the teacher winks at her and says, "I do too." So sweet. But of course, she's got a hidden agenda here. Like, oh, Teddy, want to dot my eyes? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. And then as he reaches for her paper, she slides it out of his reach and says, no, you got to tell me your secret first. Like, Michelle, she's so crafty. Yeah, when she asks him, like, hey, want to dot my eyes? He's oh, that's my favorite part. So he goes to start doing it, and she, yeah, she pulls the paper away. And she, no, 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 no. First the secret, then the dots. And Teddy is, like, pleading with her, like, please don't make me do this. I don't understand why this is, I mean, he knows, you know, it's sad. They're, you know, not going to be... There's no reason that they can't stay friends with him moving. But I just don't understand. Like, when was he going to tell her? Or was he not even going to tell her at all? I don't know. Is this the beginning of the week? The middle of the week? Because he says, you know, Joey says on Saturday they're going to Happy Mountain. So Michelle tells him, spill your guts. And he says, Okay, the secret is I'm going to Amarillo. And she asks him, well, what's an Amarillo? What's there? And he tells her it's a city in Texas. And she kind of sums it up like, oh, that's it? You're going on vacation? <laughs> Not your best secret. And he tells her, no, we're moving there. Yeah, he tells her, it's not a vacation. I'm moving there. And Michelle is just so surprised. Like, what? And, of course, the teacher's like, shh. Yeah, he could have, like, saved this for, like, the lunch table or after school. But Michelle is just badgering him so much. He's like, well, I guess I have to tell her. And she tells him, you can't move. And explains to her, I have to. My dad got a new job. It's like, it's basically out of his hands. I mean, it's not like he can stay with uh, the Tanners. And the way that she say, she states that we won't be best friends anymore. It's almost like, it's like, sweetie, he knows. Well, and being that they're six, I mean... They, I, I don't think they understand the ramification. Like, you can still be best friends. You just won't be in the same state. You can make it work. I mean, so in, in a way, it is kind of like, you know, Danny and Vicky trying to make their... But if you think about it, honestly, Michelle and Teddy, I think, with her being in California and him being in Texas, aren't they a smidge closer than, say, Danny being in California and Vicky being in Chicago? I would think. But, yeah, when she's like, but we won't be best friends anymore. And he says, yeah, I know. It's bad news. It's like, 
basically to them, it feels like it's the end of the world. Like, this move means we're just, we're not going to be friends anymore. And she asks him, you know, why didn't you tell me? And the reason Teddy gives is because I thought you'd be mad. And, um, oh, my heart breaks for her. She says, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm too sad to be mad. Oh, girl, my heart. You know, and as I said, you know, I'm just going to save this for the end of the podcast so we can get through the episode. Michelle, very good printing. But is there something missing from your letter I? I think that's for last. <laughs> I do too. Hey, Teddy, want to dot my eyes? Ooh, that's my favorite thing. Wait a First the secrets, then the dots. Please, don't do this to me. Then spill your guts. <laughs> okay. The secret is I'm going to Amarillo. What the heck is that? It's a place in Texas. That's it? You're going on vacation? Not your best secret. It's not a vacation. I'm moving there. What? You can't move. I have to. My dad got a new job. But we won't be best friends anymore. I know. It's bad news. Why didn't you tell me? Because I thought you'd be mad. Are you? No. You're too sad to be mad. Now we're back at the house, and <laughs> Danny's got a sandwich for himself, and Comet's just sitting there expecting Danny to just drop the sandwich. Like, hey, you got a sandwich? Oh, it's cut in two? Oh, can I have one? And he's like, no, no, Comet, you can't have this. I missed lunch because I was on the phone with Vicky. Turns out she canceled our three-day weekend. Oh, that's horrible. First Teddy moves, and now Vicky's canceling? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How he, <laughs> he's talking to Comet about his problems. I thought Comet was just going to, like, turn and, like, walk. Like, oh, you know what? I don't care. You're not giving me food. Bye. <laughs> but Danny's like, oh, I'm just nuts. I'm talking to a dog. Because he's saying how Vicky's got to fly back tonight. And am I making too much of this? Of course I am. I'm talking to a dog. Meatloaf, that's Danny's lunch, kids, oh my goodness, Steve comes in, and he's like, ooh, a meatloaf sandwich, just sitting there, uneaten, on the table, it's almost like it was there just for him, and Danny says, hey, 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 easy there, Jaws, and Steve's like, oh, Mr. Tanner, I'm sorry, I don't want to take your snack. And Kimmy says, why not? I do it all the time. And she t- takes a sandwich from him. Danny's just sat down. Oh, my gosh. I love how Danny looks up at DJ and asks, do you have any friends who par- whose parents feed them? Oh, and DJ says, Dad, stay cool. Steve's a wrestler. He needs his drink. Well, th- what? So he- Danny doesn't get to have his lunch? Oh, my gosh. He's a wrestler, Steve's a wrestler, so he, so he can have Danny's sandwich. And Danny asks, well, what about Kimmy? And DJ tells him, Kimmy just has bad manners. 
Like, yeah. Kimmy says, I do not. You know, this meatloaf is really dry. Here you go, Comet. Hey, score. <laughs> you got a sandwich anyway. <laughs> He's like, hey, it's my lucky day. I was going to get that sandwich one way or another. So Kimmy leaves, and of course, Steve and DJ are being cute, although they're standing right over Danny. Like, well, DJ, I got to go. I'll miss you. And she's like, I'll miss you more. And he says, I'll miss you more than more. And Danny stands up and says, oh, I bet she'd miss you even more if you were gone. Like, Danny! See, he doesn't remember what it's like to be young and in love. He just sees his daughter with her boyfriend. He's like, no, no, no. I'm stomping this down. I don't want any teenage kissies in my presence. We haven't even really gotten to Stephanie full-out dating yet. I mean, I wonder what that would have been like in high school. And even Danny teaching her to drive? Oh my gosh, can you imagine if the show went on to like season 15? <laughs> we could have seen all of that stuff. We could have seen Michelle starting high school, the twins starting junior high. Oh my goodness. We would have seen all of that. Now we just have to make it up in our minds what we think could have happened. You know, for us full house fanatics that are just so curious. And <laughs> DJ says, hey dad, look, there's a dust bunny under the table. He's like, but where? And then while well, Danny's bent down looking under the kitchen table, DJ and Steve sneak a kiss. Aww. <laughs> and he's like, there's nothing under here. And he looks at DJ and Steve. Steve is just watching. I love Steve's grin. How he kind of turns his face away in this knowing grin like he got one over on Danny. <laughs> okay, still kiss your daughter. I'm sorry, Comet. This is not for you. I missed lunch. I was on the phone with Vicky. She canceled our long weekend together. She has to fly back to Chicago tonight. You think I'm making myself too nuts over this? Obviously, I'm talking to a dog. <laughs> hey, meatloaf sandwich. Easy there, Jaws. Sorry, sir. I don't want to take your snack. Why not? I do it all the time. You have any friends whose parents feed them? Stay cool. Steve's a wrestler. He needs his strength. What about Kimmy? Kimmy just has bad manners. <laughs> I do not. You know, this meatloaf is really dry. <laughs> Here you go, Comet. Well, uh, gotta go, Deej. I'll miss you. I'll miss you more. I'll miss you more than more. I'll miss you more than more than more. I bet she'd miss you even more if you were gone. Danny, come on. Dad, look, there's a dust bunny under the table. That's impossible. <laughs> there's nothing there. <laughs> Sorry, my mistake. See ya. Michelle comes into the kitchen asking Danny, Dad, can we move to Amarillo? And he's, he's like, honey, I'm sorry. It's a little too close to dinner time. Besides, Amarillo is too far away. I see Michelle's lunchbox looks like one of those Lisa Frank lunchboxes that has a koala bear and a Hawaiian shirt with a... Well, now this would be considered kind of retro-ish. With, like, the um, the shapes and the circles and the stuff. It's just really colorful. I mean, if that lunchbox weren't 
hot pink. Like if it were, you know, red or blue or whatever. I'd, I'd carry that lunchbox. I mean, I did have a pink, not that color pink, like fuchsia pink, but a pink lunchbox with Mickey and Minnie on it that I had at the start of first grade. Danny points out, you know, that's not as far as Chicago, though. That's where Vicky is. Like, yeah, we, we know that, Danny. <laughs> Danny's saying, how, oh, that's way past Utah, Colorado, all those flat states. Oh, no. And then he says Nevada, and then he's like, oh, and then come all those flat states. Uh-huh. So Michelle's like, yeah, I, I, I get it, Dad. It's it's far away. And then she just walks upstairs. Okay, yeah, Stephanie hands down. She's getting the worst outfit of the episode. She's still wearing that gauzy headband and that weird looking it's like a light blue with flowers but it's got like some tan sections on this dress the skirt part mixed with you know it's like tan ruffle skirt blue ruffle skirt tan ruffles and so on and so forth and it's just it's mm, I don't know why they put her in that but I wouldn't have and Danny is just like because Stephanie's like wow dad you really miss Vicky don't you and he's like well why did she have to move to Chicago it's cold it's windy the Cubs never win the pennant <laughs> well they did win the World Series back in 2016 sadly Henry Warnemont from Punky Brewster never got to live long enough to see it oh and Steve kind of, Steve, <laughs> DJ kind of likens us like, Dad, I know exactly how you feel. After lunch, when I go to study, uh, study hall and Steve goes to, oh yeah, when Steve goes to study hall and she goes to de geometry, she's like, I feel like I will die until we see each other again in home ec. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She says, I think I'll die before I see him again in Spanish. Why did I think they took home ec together? That'd be kind of cute. <laughs> Oh, Steve, it's just like we're married, but we're not. We can cook together and raise a fake baby together. <laughs> you didn't do that in home ec. Yeah, I didn't think you raised in home ec. Ah, child psychology, my junior year. I remember that, the baby think it over. Boy, did I get a D on that project. <laughs> I love how we got to Stephanie. was like, insert <laughs> finger. <laughs> oh, there's a Shasta can on the counter, along with this. I'm guessing that's Stephanie's book bag there? And he explains to DJ, like, DJ, this is, this is different. Yes, because Danny and Vicky are adults having an, an adult relationship that they're trying to, <laughs> long distance, Deej. That's not the same thing as not seeing each other for a class and then seeing each other towards the end of the day. It's not like she doesn't get to see him. He's over at the house to pick her up for school, drops her off. Yeah. Danny, in order to see Vicky, has to, like, fly to go and see her. What is... I don't get what he's talking about here. Maybe I just don't want to know. He's like, oh, it'd be nice to kiss my girlfriend without getting that foam taste in my mouth is he kissing the tv screen when she's on tv I, I i don't get this but let's move on from this please 
Danny even thinks to himself, like, maybe this just isn't working. Maybe it's not worth it. And Stephanie's like, Dad, come on. Vicky is so nice. I mean, they established a connection. They clearly like each other. They have been trying to make it work. But at the end of the day, he's asking himself, is this really worth it this long distance if we really only get to see each other a couple times a month? I mean, those of us, we've all seen the show. We know how this plays out. Unfortunately... It just, she ends up moving to New York, which is a lot. It's like basically on the other side of the United States of America. They could be not be farther apart. And he just is like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. And he, this goes on from what, the middle of season five all the way into season seven where they were going to get married, but it just, it didn't work out. DJ gets up and goes to Danny. He's like, well, Dad, I thought you liked her. He's like, yeah, I do like her. And she asks, just like? And he's like, yeah, a lot. It's like, yeah, you and Vicky will work this out one way or another. And I think it's also the fact that she did cancel because she's got to head back to Chicago because she's living that beeper lifestyle where she's on call all the time. You'd think she were a doctor, the way that she's constantly having to be attached to this beeper. He's just like, I can't live, you know, live with these, her canceling on me and everything, and just hardly ever, you know, she's never in town. It's like, it makes sense. You want to have... You want someone you can basically see on a regular basis. You can go out, you can do stuff. I don't know. They can't really do much when, um, over the phone as far as, like, hey, Vicky, are you eating breakfast? I'm eating breakfast. We're eating breakfast together, even though we're not in the same room or in the same state. Danny comes to the decision. He says, when Vicky comes over, I'm going to tell her we should see other people. You know that's going to go right out the window as soon as... She walks in the door. I think because she's not right, she's not there right now that he's just, he's having those doubts. Dad, can I bring my bike to Amarillo? Uh, sorry, honey, it's a little too close to dinner. Besides, Amarillo is much too far. Not as far as Chicago, though. That's where Vicky lives. That, that's way past Utah, Colorado, Nevada. Then come all those really flat states. I get it. It's far. <laughs> Boy, Dad, you really miss Vicky, don't you? Well, why'd she have to move to Chicago? It's cold, it's windy, Cubs never win the pennant. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. After lunch, when Steve goes to study hall and I go to geometry, I miss him so much, I think I'll die before I see him again in Spanish. <laughs> Yeah, but this is a little different. Boy, it'd be, be nice to be able to kiss my girlfriend without getting that yucky phone taste in my mouth. Oh, phone taste. Maybe okay. it's not worth it. Come on, Dad. Vicky's so nice. Yeah, I thought you liked her. I do like her. Just like? Yes, like. A lot. <laughs> I just 
it's driving me crazy having a girlfriend who's never in town. When Vicky comes over, I'm, I'm going to tell her that I think we should see other people. Okay, so it looks like then it must be Saturday because Teddy is there to say goodbye. The moving truck is at his house. And so I guess they're not going to Happy Mountain or maybe they already did that in the morning and they're back because Happy Mountain is close by. I don't know. But he's like, he tells her, because she's sitting at her desk coloring. And he tells her, yeah, the, the moving truck's here, so I guess I gotta say goodbye. Like, oh. Michelle asks him, like, oh, hey, you know what? Why don't you just stay here and live with us? And Teddy even asks his parents, like, nah, my mom said she missed me too much. First, like, well, your mom could live here too. And Teddy says, oh, I don't think my dad would like that idea at all. She asks, can we play one last time? He's like, okay, just for a minute, and then I gotta go. And I'm just thinking, I, this, everything just happened so fast. Have they not been able to really spend much time? I mean, granted, he's moving out of state, so even if they played every single day after school for that week, it still would not be enough time. She suggests, hey, let's play with this jump rope I got. And Teddy tells her, well, I don't know how to play. It's like, oh, buddy, it's simple. Easy, easy, easy. So she ties one end to the end of her bedpost. And the other one to the leg of the chair she was sitting in. So they're basically, well, no, the jump rope is basically just, laying flat on the floor and she's like here it's easy like this and she just spins sideways and jump over it and he's like oh yeah i can do that <laughs> they're doing crazy spins over this jump rope that is lying on the floor flat now wouldn't it be more fun if like she held the other end and she like moved it up and down while he jumped over it and then vice versa so yeah, they're having lots of fun, but I think this is going to lead to something with this jump rope, because she does not want him to leave. My gosh, can you imagine if she did that with Howie? Like, I don't want you to go back to Nebraska. Let's play with this jump rope. And then she ties him to a chair. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Teddy. The moving truck's here. I guess I gotta say goodbye. I don't want you to go. Maybe you could live at my house. Artie asked. My mom said she would miss me too much. She could live here too. I don't think my dad will like that. Can't we play one last time? Okay, just for a minute, then I gotta go. I have a new jump rope. I don't know how. I'll teach you. It's really easy. upstairs of course with Nikki and Alex on the couch and he's like all right dolls are fun but and he's got this really cool looking tote bag that says I 
I can't really tell, but it looks like the picture on it's got a reddish-orange sun, reddish-orange background, and those could either be mountains or trees that they're kind of an icy blue color. And I cannot tell for the life of me what the word... It says Tom's... Tom's... You better... I can't tell. <laughs> but anyways, like, look at the gifts that Daddy brought you. And he's pulling out a little monster truck. You know, toddler approved, of course. The monster truck even has a name, Johnny Dirt Spitter. Even when he's, like, moving the monster truck on the coffee table to kind of for emphasis to show them, you just put your hand on it and move, it makes a kind of a vroom sound. Yeah, and even as he's pulling the other things out, he's like, a lot of manly stuff in here. <sighs> yeah, he just doesn't think that his son should be playing with dolls. So he hands a football to one of the twins, you know, and the monster truck to the other one. He's like, throw it to daddy. And he does. He takes this football that is about the size of the twins and just tosses it to Jesse. And you think that... This twin had just scored the winning touchdown for the Super Bowl or something like that. Because he's like, oh, there you go. That's my boa. Boxing. Those, those kids are still, like, probably a good four to five years away from being able to fit their hands in those gloves. Like, look at ends of Franklin brand. Like, look, boxing gloves. And he's like, no hitting below the diaper. <laughs> Becky comes up with baby love button behind her back. And she wants to know why this doll just magically wound up in the laundry hamper. And he says, uh, the freezer was full. <sighs> Becky sees all these toys laid out for the twins on the couch. He's like, oh, look at all these new toys. Oh, who's this charming young man? And she pulls up a action figure in a karate gi. And Jesse says, this is kickboxing Kurt. And he's not charming. He's lethal. He can hit a guy in the face and the legs at the same time. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, he says, look, he's double-jointed. He can hit a guy in the neck and the kneecaps at the same time. And Becky says, well, that's sweet, Jess, but why can't they play with baby love button? And Jessie says, look, it's wrong. Okay, look, I, I don't make the rules. And she's like, oh, really? Well, then who does? And he says, Clint Eastwood? What? And Becky is coming at this where she wants to raise the boys to be able to play with a different range of toys and she's making you know raising them to be well-rounded human beings sweet caring young boys that aren't bound by you know gender specific toys or whatever I mean it seems like there's more harping on boys playing with Barbies or dolls or dress up than it is with girls playing with army men or playing football with footballs or doing, you know, you know, boy type things. It's just, I don't, it just feels like such a double standard. Like, why is it just everyone was, it, and it just, it goes back to how Jesse was raised. He was raised to think 
you know, ba- you know, based on his, you know, what his father's teachings were, that boys just don't do that. And Becky asked Jesse, "Do you know what a boy who grow, uh, plays with dolls grows up to be?" And Jesse says, "An accordion player." And she's like, "No!" And he throws his hands up, like, "Okay, okay, just a guess." Like, yeah, right. And she says, "He just might grow up to be a terrific father." Cause yeah, if you start putting limits on what your kids can play with, and not giving them reasons as to why. They're going to take those same lessons and teach that to their children, thus continuing the cycle. Because, you know, they're being taught, like, oh, playing with stuff outside of your own gender is just, it's bad. You shouldn't do that. But they're not giving reasons as to, they're not giving good reasons as to why. And honestly, there are no good reasons. Like, let the kid play with what they're going to play with. When I was Five, four, five, around Christmas time, I got a Lionel action figure, and I loved it. And I started losing the pieces one by one, from the sword to the red glove, the claw glove, to eventually Lionel himself. And this was the one where the eyes lit up. But I was never told, no, you can't play with that. That's for boys. So Becky leaves, she goes into the closet, and, well, in this large walk-in closet, and it's like, ah, darn, I thought we won this battle, boys, here you go, play with baby love button, and one of the twins is (laughs) using that monster truck tires on baby love button's face, like, whoa, 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 you're making track marks all over baby love button's face, here, and he tells them, I'm not sure which twin this is, he says, that's not holding you hold a baby. Here, let me show you. And he picks up the twin, puts him in his lap, and lays the baby doll flat. Like, that's how you hold a baby. Yeah, and when he hands the doll to them, he says, grow up to be warm, caring, sensitive men. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. I'm sorry, no. He's He puts the twin back on the couch and says, this is how you hold a baby. And Jesse's cradling baby love button in his arms. Of course, Nikki and Alex are more... Uh, noticing that Becky is kind of peeking around the corner of the walk-in closet. And they're like pointing, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> the clothes I am seeing hanging up clearly on Becky, I'm guessing that's Becky's side, look nothing like, they don't look like anything that she would ever wear. They honestly look like something my grandmother would wear. No offense to my grandma, but... They're, like, the plaid, like, short-sleeved button-up shirts. So it's just, like, you know we never would have... I mean, compared to what she's wearing now, which is a white, flowy, blousey shirt with a black vest over the top of it, which I think may be attached. That it, that stuff, literally, it just... The plaid short-sleeved button-up shirts hanging in there. They just... They look like something my grandma would wear. Or someone over the age of 60. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just saying that is a style in the, it just felt like the 80s, the 90s, a lot of people over the age of 50 would wear. 
And I get it, you know, they want to make the part of that closet that's being shown in this scene look full, but can't we put something in there that Becky would actually wear or has worn on the show? They got, like, wardrobes full of clothes that the kids have worn over the past few seasons. They probably... We do see actual repeat outfits that Stephanie has worn. Eventually... It seems like Michelle starts wearing them. All right, guys, dolls are fun, but wait till you see the new surprises Daddy got for you. Look at this. I got a monster truck. Johnny Dirt Spitter. See that? Look at that thing. Go. Here you go. A lot of manly stuff in here, boys. Hey, look at the football. Here, go deep. Go deep. Atta boy. Here. Throw it to me. Throw it to Daddy. Here we go. Throw the football. Atta boy. Kid. And look at this, guys. Boxing gloves. All right, remember, hey, no hitting below the diaper, huh? Hey, hey, hey. hey, Jess, how come this was in the bottom of the hamper? Um, the freezer was full. Okay. Oh, a lot of new toys here. Oh, my goodness, who is this charming fellow? Oh, that's uh, kickboxing curtain. He's not charming, he's lethal. Look at this. He's double-jointed. See, he can kick a guy in the neck and the kneecaps at the same time. Do da da do da da that's sweet, Jess, but how come they can't also play with baby love button? Because it's wrong. I'm sorry. You know what? I don't make the rules. I'm sorry. Who does make the rules? Clint Eastwood? Jess, I want Nikki and Alex to have a full range of experience and grow up to be well-rounded human beings. Do you know what a little boy who plays with baby dolls could grow up to be? An accordion player? No. Just a guess. He just might grow up to be a terrific father. Think about it. Rats. I thought we had a shot at winning this one, guys. All right, here you go. Play with baby love button. Grow up to be warm, sensitive, caring man. Actually, it doesn't sound too bad, does it? Oh, 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 no, 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 let you get the tread marks on baby love button's face there. Yeah. That's not how you hold a baby. Come here. Here we go. Let me show you how a real man holds a baby, okay? Look at... See? Isn't that nice? Want to try to hold a baby? Here. Okay, come on. See how it holds? See? You give me a big hug? Give me a big hug. Danny's heading down the stairs, followed by DJ and Stephanie, and they're like, Dad, are you sure you want to break up with Vicky? And I don't get his reasoning here. He says, I'm not breaking up with her. I'm just suggesting that we should see other people. I'm like, okay, so what you want to do is you don't want to break up, but while you're living states apart, you want to both have the option to see other people while keeping dating up. Like... When we're not together, we'll see other people, but when we are together in the same state, in the same city, we'll see each other. <laughs> what? I don't even know if that's even a thing. And if it is, I don't know how that works. <laughs> hey, tells him, <sighs> the kiss of death. Stephanie tells him, Dad, if you do this to Vicky, this could really backfire and sour. If this goes wrong, this could backfire and... You could sour Vicky on men for the rest of her life. I love DJ standing next to Stephanie is looking at her like with a raised eyebrow like, what? 
Okay, you need to uh, just step in. I don't know. Is she a little too young to be watching Thelma and Louise? I've never watched it all the way all the way through. All I know is a young Brad Pitt is in the movie. I thought she got that from like a talk show or something. Then she mentioned it happened to Thelma and Louise. And Danny's just concerned about hurting Mickey. It's like, well, why don't you guys just talk about your relationship and where you're at right now and what your goals, what you are hoping for, and see if you guys can come up with a solution that works for both of you. Spoiler alert, they actually do come up with a solution that works for both of them. Danny tells them Vicky's a wonderful person, but this long-distance relationship is just not working. And he's like, hmm, you know what? I might use that. Well, you could try. So Vicky knocks on the door, and Danny and she are just awkward, like, what, they haven't seen each other in a while, in a while so they're not like, how do we... It's like they've forgotten how to kiss each other. Because they're like, ugh, moving their heads, like, oh, I'll kiss on the cheek. And she's like, oh, hi, Danny, hi, girls. And... Stephanie, insert foot and mouth, says, Vicky, I just want to say it was nice knowing you. And she looks at Stephanie like, even DJ's like, Steph. And Vicky says, excuse me? Luckily, DJ comes to the rescue and says, oh, well, what she means is it's really nice knowing you're here. Aw, yeah, she is such a sweet lady. And she <laughs> hugs DJ and Stephanie. And then Danny's like, girls, get out. Yeah, because even Stephanie says, Vicky, remember, not all men are pigs. <sighs> like, okay, Stephanie, it's time for you to go upstairs. You Don't be here right now. As she's hugging Stephanie, I feel like we never get to spend enough time together. And Stephanie's basically like, you and me both. She says you're not the only one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, before they go into the kitchen, Stephanie says, Oh, Vicky, remember, not all men are rats. Danny is so nervous around, How long have they been apart? It's like, Yeah, here we are, just the two of us. Danny and Vicky. Vicky and Danny. <laughs> as soon as they sit on the couch, Vicky blurts out, Danny, I think we should see other people. Seems like she kind of stole his thunder. He's like, what? And she does apologize for blurting it out. Like, I'm sorry, it just came out that way. I didn't, I didn't know any else, any other way to get this across to you. And he says, well, how about you're a wonderful person? I don't want to hurt you, but this long distance relationship just isn't working. And she says, oh, well, that might have worked. Vicky stands up and and she says, Danny, are you? Are you really happy with the way things are going? And Danny says, well, n I mean, not really, but I, I wasn't ever going to bring it up. I you know, I just thought it'd be better just to avoid the conversation and just enjoy our time together. Yeah, and he's like, no, I just... I was going to tell you the same thing when you walked in the door. Because now that you're here, I realized something says, I'd rather see you one day a year than somebody else every day of the week. And that is so sweet. I love that line. And she says, me too. Oh, and they kiss. And then, you know, they decide to, you know, fly out a couple times a month when they can to see each other. And, and Danny even agrees to fly out to see her so they can make it work. 
Oh, my, yeah, so, of course, before they settle on all that stuff, like, oh, we're back where we started, miserable and tortured and suffering, and Danny just takes one look at her and says, oh, God, I want you, and then they collapse on the couch together. It's like, okay, guys, okay, you have a bunch of people in the house that is not the place to be making out on the couch. So, <laughs> they they work it out. They do. And I love the audience. It's just like, woo! <laughs> okay, so Danny says, I'm going to fly to Chicago one week in a month. That honestly is not bad. And she says, I'm going to fly to San Francisco one week in a month. It's like, yeah, that, that's not bad. I mean, you see Tyler for like, uh, you know, over the course of, what, four days out of a 30-day month? I mean, that isn't horrible at all. I mean, you make it work in between with phone calls. And then Danny's like, let's make sure it's not on the same weekend. And both of them, I'm thinking, with their careers, they can 100% afford to do that. I'm saying airline tickets were not nearly as expensive as they are now. They didn't have a whole hassle of everything you gotta go through like you do now. Dad, are you sure you want to break up with Vicky? I'm not breaking up with her. I just think that we should date other people. Kiss to death. Dad, if you do this wrong, it could sour Vicky on men for the rest of her life. It happened to Thelma and Louise. How can I tell her this without hurting her? Vicky's a wonderful person, but this long-distance relationship is just not working. Yeah, I can use that. She's here. I hope she can handle this. Hi. Hi. Hi, girls. How you doing? Great. And I just want to say it's really been nice knowing you. Excuse me? Um, she means that it's really nice knowing you're here. Oh, it's really nice to be here. I feel like we never get to spend enough time together. You're not the only one. Hi, girls. Yeah, yeah. Get out. Right. Just remember, Vicky, not all men are rats. <laughs> So, uh, here we are, alone at last, just the two of us, just Vicky and Danny, Danny and, and Vicky. Vicky. Danny, I feel we should see other people. What? I'm sorry to blurt it out like that. I just couldn't think of a better way to say it. How about you're a wonderful person? I don't want to hurt you, but this long distance relationship just isn't working. Yes, that would have been better. Oh, Danny, are you really happy with the way things are going? No. I was going to tell you the same thing until you came through the door. And, Vicky, now that you're here, I... I realize that I'd rather see you one day a year than somebody else every day of the week. Me too. I guess this means we're back where we started. Yeah, miserable. Suffering. Lonely. Tortured. God, I want you. <laughs> Vicky, I'm going to fly to Chicago one weekend a month. And I'm going to fly to San Francisco one weekend a month. <laughs> let's just make sure it's not the same weekend, okay? <laughs> so let's go upstairs and see how Michelle and Teddy are doing. Teddy should have left quite a while ago. Uh, turns 
out. Michelle is sitting at the table reading A is for apple, B is for banana, and so on and so forth. And poor Teddy, she used that jump rope to tie him to that chair. That poor boy. Ugh. And she, he's like, Michelle, untie me. My family's going to move without me. And after he says that, she's like, now you're getting it. This is just creepy. I don't like this. I get it. She doesn't want him to leave. Poor Teddy is thinking that his parents are, and family is going to move without. Buddy, they are not going to leave you behind. Odds are, I'm surprised somebody didn't come over to the house asking, where is my son? I said he'd go over and say goodbye. That was like an hour ago. We, we got to get to the hotel. They got to get to the hotel. You know, they got a moving van. I don't know. Are they driving the moving van? Are the drive, uh, the movers driving the moving van and they'll meet them there? I'm not sure how that works. I mean, it's not like they're like, oh, we got a U-Haul and someone's going to drive it down. And then, I don't know. I just, I don't know. And he, his eyes are like, he is scared. He's like, you, you're never get letting me go. He's like, nope, I'm not. When he's like, you're never letting me go? She says, it's for your own good. This, ugh, I don't like this at all. And he's like, oh, can I at least scratch my nose? I mean, she's got, like, his, his chest level, like, tied up to the chair. But you'd think his arms are free. They're not. I can't even see, like... You see that his arms are free, but you cannot see his hands. His hands, I would imagine, would be free. So she's basically, you're going to stay here. I'll bring you lunch and dinner. Because you're like, well, oh, she says, I'll bring you breakfast and dinner. And he asks, well, what about lunch? She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll be in school during that time. Oh, my gosh. They're screaming, help, help, let me out, let me out. And Michelle puts her hands over her ears saying, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. I'm like, oh my, this is a, ugh, somebody get in there and help that boy. And so we can clearly see, I don't see why Teddy wouldn't be able to move his, because from the wrist below, you know, to his hands, he has those free. So I don't know how tight she's got him tied of that chair, but he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Joey comes in. What is going on? Why did you tie up Teddy? Michelle says, he's moving in case you want to know. I like that Joey handled this situation because he definitely can understand where the kids are coming from. And we're going to hear about that in a minute. So when apparently Michelle didn't tell anyone else that Teddy's moving to Amarillo. She's like, hey, can we move to Amarillo? Like, no, sorry, sweetie. She didn't say Teddy's moving away. He's moving out of state. None of that. So <laughs> when Joey's, like, trying to untie Teddy, he's like, oh, well, I don't want him to leave either. And poor Teddy's just like, oh, boy, I'm never getting out of here. It's like, okay, man, let me, let me untie you. Chill out for a second. And, of course, we get to the root of the problem as Michelle says, now I won't have a best friend anymore. It's like, sweetie, he can still be your best friend. You can write each other, call each other on the phone. I, I mean, hey, if Danny was going to let DJ call Steve, if he, he was going to go to, you know, Daytona Beach University in Florida, 
you know, which is way on the other side of the United States. I don't see why he couldn't have Michelle calling up Teddy. Because if you think about it, even though it is long distance, California and Texas are a lot closer than California and Florida. Granted, we all know Steve did not go to that university. He just went to a local junior or community college. And when Michelle says, now I won't have a best friend anymore. And Joey tells her, like, honey, tying up Teddy is not the answer. That's not going to keep him from moving. And Michelle says, well, it was working until you came in. And Joey tells her, like, I'm sorry, guys. I, I know how much this hurts. I mean, I can relate. My dad was in the Army. You know, we moved all the time. He tells her, you know, I said goodbye to a lot of best friends. And he says, you know, and I always felt bad, but you know what happened? I'd always make a new best friend. And Michelle is just like, I don't want a new best friend. I want Teddy. I was like, oh, you guys can stay best friends. You'll make it work. Hey, if Danny and Vicky, even though their adults can make their relationship work, Michelle and Teddy can make their friendship work. Yeah, and he tells her, you know, you can keep your old best friends and make new best friends. It's okay. It's not like you're betraying your old friend by having a new best friend. He likens friendship to Jello. Like, that's a thing. Friends are like Jello. There's always room for more. That's true. I liked in the fact that he worked into the, the fact that the kids are learning how to print, that they can write letters to each other. I just, I think that is so cool. I mean, yeah, sometimes people move away from their friends and they, you know, keep in contact for a little bit, but then, you know, they start to move on with their life, you know, make other friends and stuff, and sometimes that connection, you know, they, that's how people lose touch. But that doesn't mean that you stop being friends. And she tells Teddy, I'll leave all my eyes for you to dot. Aww. He's like, oh, I almost forgot. And he turns around and gets out of his bag Furry Murray, who kind of does look a little bit like a troll, but not. He's got the crazy yellow hair, and it's just like, oh, here, I brought you Furry Murray. And then she's got Pinky the Pig to give to Teddy. Aww. And she, t yeah, when he gives her Furry Murray, she's like, but you love him. You sleep with him every night. Oh my gosh, my heart is breaking. I, they pump that sad music in, and it's like the tears just rolled out my face. He's like, it's okay. I See, I can't get through this without tearing up. I want you to have him. And then she turns and she gets Pinky the pig. Like, I want you to have my pig. Yeah, she says, here, you take Pinky. And Teddy can't believe it. Like, your favorite pig? And she says, you're going to need somebody to sleep with. Aw. And that's a thing. It's like passing of the pig. With When Jesse was going to be moving into Rebecca's place, Michelle gave Jesse the pig. Of course, when he moved back into the Tanner home, you know, he gave the pig back to her. And it's just her peace offering of, here, take a piece of me with you. So when you look down at this pig, you can think of me. Oh, my gosh, why is this doing this to me? I can imagine they are wondering where he is. Like, yeah, Michelle, I think Teddy's parents are wondering where he is. Let's give him his empty backpack. And he says, well, goodbye. 
And she says goodbye and they hug. Oh, my heart. Could have put that pig in his bag so he doesn't have to carry two things. It's not like the pig, pig weighs that much. It is stuffed. Teddy stops in the doorway and looks at Michelle with a sad look up at his face. Of course he's sad. And Michelle looks at him and then he leaves. And then she turns to Joey and just goes to him for a hug and, and just, oh my gosh. Oh, I know I'm a big crybaby. But it hurts when you lose a friend. It's just as hard to make a new one, but you do. A is for alligator. B is for bear. tie up Teddy. Because he was moving away, if you want to know. Oh, I see. Well, I don't want him to move either. Oh, I'm never getting out of here. Now I won't have a best friend anymore. Well, Michelle, tying up Teddy is not going to stop him from moving. But it's working until you came in. Look, you guys, there you go. I'm really sorry. I know how much this hurts, okay? When I was your age, my dad was in the Army. We moved all the time. I said goodbye to a lot of best friends. And it always made me feel very sad. But then you know what happened? I always made a new best friend. But I don't want a new best friend. I want Teddy. Well, that's okay. You can, you can keep your old friends and make new best friends. Because, uh, well, friends are, uh, they're, they're like um, Jell-O. Well, there's always room for more. <laughs> and you know what else? Now that you guys are learning how to print, you can write each other letters. And I'll leave all my eyes for you to dot. I almost forgot. I brought you Furry Murray. But you love Furry Murray and you sleep with him every night. It's okay. I want you to keep him. I have something for you, too. Here, you take Pinky. Your favorite pig? You're gonna need someone to sleep with. Thanks. Uh, Michelle, I think Teddy's parents are wondering where he is. Okay. Bye, goodbye. Oh. It's okay, sweetheart. So I gotta ask, because we're in class now. Um 
The teacher, is she just going all over the alphabet? You're not taking it one letter at a time? Because she says, kids, if you thought dotting I's was cool, you're going to love crossing T's. You are jumping all over the alphabet. There's a big gap between I and T. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Michelle, of course, is sitting by herself. And then in walks Denise, which we did actually already, well, I haven't covered this episode yet, but I will be covering it next, I think it's next February, no, March. I think it's in the Good Girls and Bad Boys because, you know, uh, Aaron steals Teddy away. But I believe that is Denise's first appearance on the show. And I don't think we actually get her name, so. All right. And so it turns out I get. <laughs> Denise comes in. The teacher explains, okay, kids, say hi to Denise. And they're like, hi, Denise. And she is actually in the same school, but she's joining this class from Mrs. Harris's class. So, okay. Did they just have an overcrowding? And it's like, hey, I got. Teddy's gone. I have a student, so I have a spot open if you want to bring her over. All right, cool. And she says, why don't you take that empty seat next to Michelle? <laughs> Denise goes over to Michelle. She's got her bag, which the teacher takes from her. And I love, the teacher just practically rips the lunch, the lunch bag, the brown bag, out of Denise's hand. Like, no, 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 no snacking at the table. I'll take that. Oh my gosh. And when Denise sits down, she's like, oh, hi, Michelle. And Michelle's like, hi. She's kind of shy. And th they act like they've never seen each other before. But then again, that was over a season ago. <laughs> so maybe she's forgotten. What is with kids and sharing luncheons? I mean, I guess that's cool. I never did it. So when, when Denise says... Michelle, do you want to share lunches today? And of course she says, no, thank you. As soon as she says, Michelle, do you want to share lunches today? There is a boy at another table. You can see it's like the way that he looks like he really wants to hear the answer. Like, oh, did I hear someone say share lunch? <laughs> like he really wants to hear what Michelle's answer is. Like, oh, I heard the word lunch. It's not lunchtime? Okay, I'll go back to my work. Michelle immediately rejects Denise. Like, no, thank you. Bologna sandwich. Those are good. Those are definitely good. Oh, that's interesting. So I guess now that Teddy's gone, Michelle doesn't want peanut butter sandwich. Or is it a jelly sandwich? One or the other. But I guess now she's like, no, Dad, I don't want this sandwich anymore because Teddy's not here. So she's like, well, I'll, honey, I have tuna. Do you want tuna? Like, okay. Like, Poor kid is so depressed. She's so sad. And she's like, yeah, I don't think tuna goes with bologna. It's like, hey. You, you don't know until you try it. It could be interesting. Michelle is, <laughs> seems like she's doing everything in her power to uh, turn this girl away. Like, no, like rejecting any attempts at friendship. Like, no, I don't want to share lunches today. No, I don't care that you have. <laughs> but no, 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 Denise has got another trick up her sleeve. Another ace up her sleeve here. And she's like, oh, I got potato chips. 
And, oh, Michelle's eyes get so big. You could, I mean, I'm surprised that Denise, if Denise had said chocolate cake or cookies, Michelle would, it, that's almost the response that she's giving with her eyes. Yeah, and you just sit, like, the look on Denise's face is like, she is, like, really scrambling in her head, like, what else, what else can I offer for friendship? I have potato chips, sour cream, and onion, oh, yeah. And Michelle was surprised, like, really? And Denise says, why would I lie about potato chips? It is her all-time fave, sour cream and onion. All the way, baby. Hey, they found some common ground. Sour cream and onion, potato chips. Bang. For the win. It sure does stay on your tongue <laughs> for a very long time. That and, like, anything with, like, garlic or, yeah, anything, anything with onion that is going to be in your mouth until you brush your teeth. <laughs> Denise, I love she's just a fountain of facts here and information. She says, sometimes when my mom kisses me goodnight, she's like, ew, what have you been eating? These girls are going to get along famously. They're going to get along so well. And the teacher has to go over and like, shh, quiet. Both girls are just like, shh. <laughs> and I love the teacher doing that. Okay. <laughs> going to come back in a few seconds to check on you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, the teacher didn't even put a piece of paper and a large pencil down for Denise. So what, is she just supposed to watch Michelle do it? Like, and Michelle's like, hey, we're learning how to cross T's. You want to cross my T's for me? And Denise's like, oh, yeah, that's easy. And I like how Michelle's like, wow, you're really good. I love when Michelle says, you're good. I love the little, uh... Denise shaking over her head like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really good at this. <laughs> they are going to be besties. Boys and girls, if you thought dotting eyes was fun, you're going to love crossing T's. Excuse me. Everyone, say hello to Denise. Hello, Denise. She's joining us for Mrs. Harris's class. Denise, why don't you take that empty seat there next to Michelle? come up the teacher actually does give michelle a new piece of paper and a pen or a pencil excuse me i want to go back because it actually on the wall inside the door you do see their daily schedule let's see if we can check that out let's see what we've got so 
9 o'clock, we have language arts, which is probably what they're learning right now. 9.40, we have math. At 10.25 or 10.05, it's got to be 10.25, science. At 11.20, we have PE. At 11, that might even be 12.50, maybe, lunch. Then we have art. Her head is, well, the teacher's head is blocking. We got art. We got history. We got reading. And then we have dismissal. Okay, so it looks like PE does not last long. It goes from like 11.20 to lunch starts at 11.50. Art is 12.35. History is 1.15. Reading's 2 o'clock. And then dismissal end of the day is going to be 3 o'clock. So they go from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. That is, that's a full day, guys. I mean, even though it's first grade, you're having the same teacher, but you're having one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, wait, no, seven. I'm sorry, you're having seven different classes with one teacher. All right, and that is the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. So worst outfit, of course, is going to Stephanie for that gauzy headband and that dress that she was wearing with the different layers of skirt the blue and the tan and the you know runner up i want to give it to michelle's red dress with the buttons on the front i'm not a fan of that and i she actually i swear has worn that i think in the opening of season six she's got the same hairstyle and everything with the you know up on the top of her head kind of curls Best outfit, I want to give it to Teddy. I really like Teddy's 90s blue and shape shirt. Really, really cute. So the next episode, of course, in the Michelle and Friends series that I'm doing for this month of November, we are going to jump ahead to season seven. Season seven... Season 7, episode 21, Be Your Own Best Friend. This episode aired April 5th, 1994. D Danny, okay, so this one we actually have two plot. Gosh, it feels like we really, other than Danny and Vicky, you know, in this episode being a side plot, really didn't feel like it. Well, no, I guess in a way there were three. We got Michelle and Teddy with the main plot. We got Danny and Vicky plot two and then plot three of course it's jesse being concerned about his twin boys playing with a doll so and be your own best friend danny suggests michelle's class do a project of drawing their best friend that sounds like something that is going to have a lot of hurt especially if you have more than one best friend how are you going to choose i don't think that's fair but when michelle can't decide whether to draw teddy or denise they quit being friends with her yeah, Teddy comes back from Texas. <laughs> this thing of him, like, hey, y'all, howdy. <laughs> I got to stop talking Texas. I'm like, okay, I've been in Texas now for two years. I don't hear anyone saying howdy. You know, one thing that I have noticed, and I don't know if this is a Texas thing, but it feels like this should be their slogan, no worries. Because I got to tell you, I have lost count and I'm not complaining by any means. No, someone saying no worries, don't worry about it is that's pretty cool. But it just feels like I hear it so much, not just at my job, but just in general with people. 
it's just like wow <laughs> that should be the slogan for for the state no worries it's okay so of course and then we do have a side plot of jesse and joey in the radio show with roxy being there that's her i believe her final appearance and jesse gets a little jealous because roxy being there's monopolizing time that jesse could be having on air because he is a co-host so jesse brings on his wife becky and it's like hey we can talk about our kids (laughs) oh boy so yeah, look forward to be your own best friend. Does Michelle really have to choose? Why should we have to? Why should she have to choose? She can have two best friends. I'm surprised Denise is like, hey, you left, remember? And I stayed. So I'm her best friend. Yeah, they get in. Denise and Teddy get into it. It's like they're fighting over Michelle. Tanner teachable moment for this episode is Sometimes, you know, people move away and, you know, your friend, but you learn how to, we have so many ways to stay in contact now instead of just writing letters, calling each other on the phone, texting, FaceTiming, you know, social media, Facebook, all that stuff, Instagram, you can keep in contact with people now a lot. There's so many ways that you really, is no reason to lose touch with each other unless you choose to. Okay, so I had a handful of friends growing up. Like, you know, everyone seems to. Uh, the only thing with the friends I made from second grade onward, it seems like every single year I had a friend that either mainly moved away. <laughs> it happened in second grade. It happened in fifth, fifth grade. No, fourth grade. I'm sorry. And then also, again, at the end of sixth grade, and that, that was basically it, just mainly elementary school, upper elementary, and junior high. Um, however, I did have a friend that had moved out of the state. Most of the friends I did have that went to a different school, they, were, they stayed in the same state, they just moved to a different district and you know that was an adjustment but the good thing about it was it seemed like every new school year I would make a new best friend and it was always you know I had the other kids in the class were you know could you talk to and stuff like that but you always have a good really good best friend that you do everything with So, yeah, uh, when I was an adult, I had a friend that moved out of the state, and he and I did everything together. So, it it was really hard on me, and um, that's when, you know, I had met Jeremy. He and I were working together, and through my friend's absence, Jeremy and I started hanging out, and one thing led to another. (laughs) Also, another friend that I had made when I was 11, she had moved away for a little bit, and then she would occasionally, she was just not living in the city that I lived in anymore, and then she she left the state. (laughs) I didn't know. We kind of lost contact after 2002, and... 
I just, I tried looking her up. I tried looking her up on Facebook. But, uh, you know, sometimes people get married, they change their name. And one day out of the blue, over two years ago, I get a message on Facebook saying, hey, it's been a long time. Let's reconnect. Let's go out to lunch. And it was really, really cool. We talked about the old days. It was fun. Uh, also, the friend I made in sixth grade moved to another town, and we would stay in contact through writing letters, occasional phone calls, because back in the day, in the 90s, even if you lived in another city, that could be considered long distance, and that was expensive back then. So this is before cell phones. But she and I also have a very long, long friendship. Both of these two friends, the one I reconnected with two years ago, and then also my friend from sixth grade. We stayed friends, so. You know, Joey's right with that. It's like, the good thing about friends is, you know, there's, being like jealous, there's always room for more. You, you don't always just have to have your, allowed just to have one friend. You can have, a best friend you can have more than one best friend you can have many many friends there's no limits but and Joey said you know that was a great example and I'm sure he mentioned this but the fact that his dad was in the military the army he moved around a lot he had to say goodbye to a lot of friends but he stayed in touch through writing letters and sometimes you know you write letters and then you kind of you know slowly go your own ways sometimes you reconnect through social media Sometimes you just go your separate ways and say, hey, it was nice with the time we had, but we're moving on. All right, guys, I hope, again, you enjoyed this episode and look forward to next week with Be Your Own Best Friend, the battle of over Michelle, the battle between Teddy and Denise. It's the Best Friend Showdown <laughs> coming out next week. If you guys want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhpodcast at gmail.com. And also, don't forget, if you haven't yet and you'd like to, leave a review for the podcast, a rating, five stars would be awesome if you can. All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye-bye.